premature. <laughs> yeah. So um, another episode of Blur Talk, episode nine, I believe. Uh, I know we covered mental illness in the black community or the stigma in the black community. Uh, this one is more of a part two. Just there you go. More of a part two. Um, we're gonna get kind of personal if y'all would like. Um, Heather is a guest once again. Yay. Welcome back, Heather. Hello, Heather. We're, we're, we're glad to have you here. Um, would anyone like to start first? Kenny looks like an unlocked character from Dynasty Warriors, just saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> what would yeah. it be his weapon of choice? <laughs> his hands. Yeah, right. But um, anyone, anyone would like to start first though? Any volunteers? Dante, James, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I actually have some questions. Um, there you go. For Heather. Okay. All right. So, would you like to tell us your history with uh, I don't, I'm trying to mental illnesses. Uh, where should we start? Uh, well, I want to say it started around like my late teens into my early 20s. I kind of had a feeling there was something wrong with me, but I didn't know exactly like what was wrong with me. And so I will often tell like my parents like, hey, I think I need to go like see a psychiatrist or see a doctor because I think there's something wrong with me. And then they'll mm -hmm. say like, what? And I'll say, oh, you know, I'm depressed. They're like, what you got to be depressed about? You don't got to pay no bills. And I'm like, that, that, that's mm, that's toxic. Yeah, I'm like, that's not what I meant, but okay. And it was just, it started to get like increasingly worse over time and with my parents not being really supportive of it and me not having like the financial support or like anything like that to actually get myself, you know, together, so to speak. It just started to decline and it got to a point to where it was interfering with like my friendships, um, relationships, um, holding a job, especially when you're like mentally ill and you don't have like the proper tools to take care of yourself is really hard to do. So then that started happening. And then it wasn't until I got with Alex here is when things started to get better because um, Alex, when we first Alex. got together and things were going south, he pretty much gave me an ultimatum of either I get myself together or we just break up and I didn't want us to break up. So yeah. So when when would you say it started, like your feelings about uh -huh. something was going on with you? Because I mean, I think like only you would know yourself more than anybody else, right? So, well, hopefully um, in general, people would know. But like, as far as would do you, would you point, can you point to a specific, specific point in your life that would contribute to what's going on with you now or? Um, I would just say like just years of abuse in general, mm. that's pretty much what it was. And whenever I would talk about, you know, like with my parents, I would say like, you know, years of abuse and trauma is like kind of what led me to get to this point. And then they would say like, they would say something like, well, you're just not strong enough to handle those issues or God gave you those issues for a reason to show if you're mentally strong and clearly you failed the test. And I'm like, what does that have to do with the fact that I suffered? Mm -hmm. 
like that that doesn't really make much sense to me or my personal favorite would be something like you know oh you just need to pray it away like oh that's just the devil taking over you you just you know just pray that away and i'm like is your family highly religious or spiritual yes Yes. Mm. very religious so it's just like just like i said before not having that support system and not really having the time to actually take care of yourself when you really needed to because like i said it was just years of trauma a lot of trauma, I will say, years of trauma and abuse and then growing up and instead of dealing with it, I would just bury myself in like, you know, working, going to school, then mm. I started exercising. So I did everything but actually address it. And then when I finally addressed it, it was, well, we called it the box. Mm-hmm. We were, oh, opening the box. Yeah, we opened the box. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, um, a lot of times you try to distract yourself from the boiling emotions that is depression or whatever. You try to distract yourself so you won't think about it. Like I actually had, I wouldn't call it an episode, but I had posted a video on Instagram. I don't know if any of y'all even be on Instagram like that, but it's a guy, he was just talking about how he's proud of the people who are doing something with themselves. They're not like killing themselves. They're actually trying to seek the help and just done the third. And it was triggering. Cause I mean, I'm not, well, I mean, I could very well be depressed in general now, but uh, it was triggering for me. I know at one point in time, I was depressed. I was like, when I was in my, my early 20s, 21, 22, 23. I don't know, uh, I don't remember what was going on exactly in my life at that time. But uh, it's like when you, when you put it off, it definitely snowballs into something much worse. So it is, it is fortunate. Fortunately, you was able to meet Alex and Alex was able to push you into um, getting the help that you need to receive. I see the love, the love between y'all is just, just real. <laughs> James, buddy old pal. What's up, man? Hey, so, how you doing? I'm doing good. So I remember the last time we talked about this, uh, um, I discussed about how I dealt with depression and stuff before, but it wasn't really until that I found out like two weeks before my 30th birthday, I had to get, um, total hip replacement and um I was heartbreaking so it's been kind of rough ever since then I haven't been able to do um a lot of the things I did before it was a, it was a it's been a long road to recovery I'll say that um I went to see a therapist um had you guys as my support group for, for y'all and my family honestly I don't know if I could have made it through um as I am right now um, even after seeing my therapist, it was hard because it felt like I lost a piece of myself, like who I was, like you already knew how I was. I was playing basketball. I was working out all the time. I was always doing something. And then when this happened, it was like I was put on hold and it was like a piece of me just died off. I didn't even know who I was anymore. Um, a lot of the things I enjoyed doing, I couldn't even do it. I couldn't walk. I couldn't take with the pain. I couldn't even keep up with uh, the job I was doing prior, um, the recovery process. They didn't even care. They just threw me in the work and then it, I made it worse. Um, relationships and stuff like that. It's just, I saw myself as a totally different person. I couldn't take a lot of, I couldn't take any criticism. I couldn't take anything. I couldn't take any jokes or nothing like that. I was like always at a hundred. Um, 
And it wasn't until I started seeing my therapist and dealing with him and talking to him that I actually was able to focus on what I needed to do. Um, he gave me different activities to do. My problem was, like Heather spoke about earlier, is when you're depressed, you can do other stuff. You can work out, you can do you know, other activities, other hobbies. But in my case, I couldn't do nothing. Um, and that was what killed me. And when I did try to do different things on the side, I would get frustrated very easily and it would set me off. Um, so after, after a couple months of therapy and after going through a lot of the trauma that I had and actually realizing that it was actual trauma and actually dealing with it and not just putting it to the side and moving on, I was able to actually, you know, feel better about the situation, um, knowing that I'm, I'm probably going to have to have to go through the same procedure again. I can honestly say now I, I could probably be better off if I had to if I had to do it again and start from scratch and go through the whole walking and learning procedures and all that stuff. I can always say I'd be in a better spirit. Um, like I said, it's been it's been pretty dark. Um, and recently, after talking to him, I've been able to actually do a lot of the things that I love to do before. I've found a new motivation. I've been working out. I've been um, going to school. Been looking for a new, um, you know, field. So everything's looking up. But even though everything's looking up, um, I still have my days. Like mm. even to even today, I was like talking to my mom and. It was like little things. Like I was like, felt like I was getting cut off and it's just like that. It just, it came back out of nowhere. And after all the times that I had dealing with it and accepting it and going through the activities that my um, therapist had put upon me, I was able to actually take a step back and work through it. And also another thing I realized, um, I actually got back into like martial arts again. So I got to see my teacher and talk to a lot of the uh, students that I've seen before and like Tai Chi and stuff. And I had a really good conversation uh, with one of the guys I haven't seen in a while. It's like probably been like 10 years. But, you know, we all knew each other. It was all pretty good. So he was telling me that there's like certain levels that you get to to get your mind and your body, everything in one text. So even though you're going through the stresses every day um you're getting tested every day you still got to find a way to keep everything in line you know in a way that doesn't you don't let it control you don't let it explode so i've been you know implementing that i've been implementing like a lot of like um i guess you could say like breathing exercises i've just been doing a lot of lot more stuff than i had never really thought about like when i was younger and stuff i was always running through i'm not running through anymore i'm, I'm thinking about a lot more stuff so uh the quarantine it was it was rough it really it really did hit like a setback like i mean i really didn't want to talk about it to this point but like it was like the first time in my life that I actually like thought about suicide like different types every day like I actually thought about it like visually detailed um I explained that to my my therapist like even knowing that I 
I would never do it. It was just the thought that I've never experienced that. Like I never really, you know, I never really went through that whole imagery. So it's like this whole process. I've it's just been like a roller coaster, and it's always gonna be a everyday struggle. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say, um, you know, just because you go to therapy, you whatever you're dealing with is gonna go away because it's it's not like that. It's it's just like you work it's it a out. Process. Like, it is a process. It's a life. It's a life uh, journey. So you know, we just gotta keep working on it. Like I can easily fall back. Like I could just go back to my hole and not talk to y'all. Y'all won't see me for weeks. You know, I could go back to that. Um, but you know, if you really want to work on yourself, you really want to fix it. You gotta keep working on it. And what's been working for me is I've been working out. I've been hanging out, talking to y'all. I've been actually trying to be more social trying to do more stuff to benefit me i've been focusing more on myself and i've really seen a change uh, especially recently so so it's all i can say to people that are struggling um with depression and you know it's nothing to be ashamed of um it's really not like when you're dealing with it you need to reach out reach out for help and if people in your group are not supportive you need to find another supportive group so. there's definitely uh so you would say it's definitely been progress on your end yeah it's definitely been a lot mm. of progress yeah. and with the martial arts thing uh my question is can you be goku though the question you exactly. should be asking is goku can be me can he <laughs> so that plays into the strength that you feel inside of you from all the therapy and all the martial arts training that you're going through, <laughs> you feel powerful enough to fight Goku one on one, and you will win, James. I have faith in you. The power of words, Alex. You, you see that? Exactly. Give him the strength. Oh, yeah. Kitty. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, if you have you ever? Uh -huh. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to ask some questions. Um, have you? Well, I'm pretty sure you may have suffered through some type of mood swings or depression oh, moments yeah. had, at I've, some point in your life. So had, what did you do to deal with it? I've had the wrong run. Okay, so mine is a different situation. Uh, I have, I've had depression before. Um, you know, I was depressed when I was with my my ex, Jade. I was going through the depression and that whole phase and everything like that. Oh, is that is that and, a trigger? Yeah, the name. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll keep going. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bleep it out. I'll just bleep out the name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I had depression on that, and I was going to Kuwait during that time period, and I was a little bit down on that whole situation and everything. And um, I didn't really through therapy like most people did. I I just saw. From, from seeing all the people in Kuwait and what they have and what I have, I was just, I just like, in my mind, I was just like, like, I was thinking to myself, like, why am I so upset about it? Like, why, like, why am I in this state right now? Like these people are way uh, in the wor worst place than I am. And they still wake up with a smile on their face. And one of the, um, one of the guys I worked with, um, he he was just like you know, because uh, I told him you know I was like I, I suffer through depression and all that stuff and everything like that. And he was like you know the one thing I always I, I find interesting about Americans 
is that they have a lot more mental issues than uh, us um, foreigners over here. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was just like, you know, y'all have every like a, a lot of things going for you in the States and stuff like that. But over here, we don't have that much, but we still wake up with a smile on our face. And you know why we're like this? I was like, why? And he was like, because I'm just happy to be alive. And I was just like, okay. Wow. I was like, I can't really say much about, like, he was just like, I'm just happy to be alive. I'm happy to have the job I have. I'm happy to take care of my family. I'm happy to have a family and some kids. And they're just happy with life. With what That's literally with what they have. And I was just like, when I heard that, I was just like, you know what? I, I really have no point. Like I have a good, I have a good job and everything like that. And when, and when that, per, that, that thing happened with that person again, and we broke up, like, I was just like, yeah, I, I really don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, keep doing what I'm going to do. And I was like, all right. And I just pushed that to the side and I just kept going on with life and, you know, but yeah, I, I, how I handled it, I didn't go through therapy like most people do. I still recommend people should go through therapy because not many people might have eye-opening experiences as I did, you know, going overseas and seeing what what a third world country actually looks like. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, I was just, it's just a little different experience for me, honestly. I never had a, a suicidal thoughts or and he, I never got to the point of having suicidal thoughts or anything like that. To this day now, like I can, my day can be going bad, and I'll still just be like, eh, you know, I'm, hey, I'm still, still running, still running with life, still going around, still kicking, I'm good. So that's just my mental on everything. Yeah, like I mean, I, I, def, I even, even I have, you know, I probably don't show it or don't mention it, but I have definitely have my days. While I'm just down, I just I'm just like fuck, like I'm just felt so blah or whatever, and then I don't I haven't been in therapy neither. I probably should, I haven't. Um, I try to like uh like self therapy, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if it's effective. I mean, I'm I'm nah. still on trucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trucking on, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like like Kenny said, definitely should go to therapy. I recommend it with my significant other um whenever i am feeling the mood and it's like i just feel like i'm about to cry or whatever case may be i'll just text um my significant other and then she'll tell me all the stuff that i have accomplished like oh i've done like hey look you've done this you have something to look be proud of you have something to look forward to you're still working on this you're still doing this that and third your daughter loves you your daughter worships you or maybe not worship that's probably a strong word but she like adores you you know what i'm saying she is in the third, so you got a lot of stuff going for you, and I'm just like, huh. But I'm still sad though. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you hit on that because that's the thing is that you can know all that stuff and still be sad. Yeah, like, you can still understand all these people don't have anything and they're happy, but I'm still sad. Yeah, and, it and it's like what? And to me, like, it, to me, it's like like a snowball. I think one thing, and it, it just snowballs into something else and then snowballs into something is just constantly thinking about something completely unnecessary so i tend to like to do stuff to distract myself until i receive the help that i just need to get but so since you um brought that since you mentioned that you can still have everything still be said why do you think that is alex 
Oh no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, yeah, this is honestly I mean, the biggest not, thing. Well, go for it. No, go ahead. I think the biggest thing, honestly, is just I think every human to a degree needs some type of personal fulfillment. So for some people that can be working specific jobs that give them whatever that accomplishment need is. So in general, like people in general want to help other people, but how you do that really matters. So if you're not good in math, but your job is being, let's say a financial specialist and you help people in that light, it may not really fill that niche or that void for you. But something like after you finish your job and you go to the gym and you talk with the guys and you help someone bench like a new PR, like that's something that could be like, yeah, like you did this. You take more pride in those activities than you do with other activities like financial help for people because it's not something you have a passion about. So I think the biggest issue that a lot of people kind of come to be is when they're out pursuing funds or anything monetary to help their life get by, they neglect what they need personally in each and every day. So like, you know, food, water, shelter, slash food, shelter. And, um, you know, what's the third thing all humans need? Food, water. I think it's pretty much it. Food, they separate water, shelter. You know, we all need those things, but we still need things mentally to keep us going. Like for anyone who works out normally, what happens when you work out normally and they like, you miss a day or two of working out. You start getting like this. You start getting like this weird itch. <laughs> like, hey, like I gotta get moving. Like I gotta do something. But when you don't feel that itch, it feels like the worst thing ever. Like, yo, what am I doing in my life? Like, I have to start. But why am I not moving? Why am I not doing these things? And when you have things like that compound and build up over years of you not taking care of your personal needs, I think that's what happens. Because a lot of the things, like you said, are just distractions. It's financial distractions. You only have enough money to pay your bills. All the other stuff is extra. It's nice to have extra stuff. It's not a need, though. I think um, some people just not satisfied with what they have humans are yeah humans so by design we always want more yeah like sometimes some stuff i've done i'm like that's not enough though i want to do more yeah you know what i'm saying so it's, it's i feel like that sometimes out of that yeah it's hard do you have a moment uh alex when you was when you was um down and out or you're just feeling in a rut in a sunken place why you guys say a sunken place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you a funny story because um, no one knows about it because I didn't tell anyone. It actually happened the day Kenny left. So when he was leaving outside with Jesse and we were giving our farewells and I was waving him by, he was about to I cry. actually almost exploded into tears immediately because the thing is by saying bye to him because he's like one of my closest friends since like birth to like now. So saying bye to him, my mind immediately went to, there goes another person that I probably like won't see or won't be around me. And then my mind connected that to the loss of my father last year. And mm-hmm. that I, I'll never see him again. Like for the rest of my life, he's gone. Is Kenny so frozen? I have this void. Hmm? Is he frozen? No, I'm not. Who, Kenny? Yeah. Yeah, I think he froze. Yeah, it froze. Yeah. See, there okay. it is. Goodbye. Bye. Last time I'll ever see. <laughs> see there. See now. Now my subconscious is linking. See, I told you. Like, <laughs> yeah, but no, but no. So like in that moment, I, I'm gonna hope he's alright. 
(laughs) (laughs) But in that moment, you know, it linked those events together. And I was just like, damn, like one, that's hella sad. Like, why am I being so sad (laughs) and dramatic right now? I'm like, he's just going to a different state. Yeah, he's just going to Texas. (laughs) He's going, he's going there again, right? But I was just like, it was in the moment of like, yo, I haven't seen him for so long and he's already gone again. And I was Mm. like, it's, it gave me similarities of my father of like seeing him and hanging around him and then just gone. But this time it's permanent. So. Yeah. Speaking on father thing, my father, uh, I remember to this day, and it makes me so fucking distraught when I think about it. He told me he's like in his 70s, so he's preparing for death, right? Mm-hmm. So he told me last time I saw him was just like two, three years ago. He said, Dante, look, don't spend no more than 8,000. Cremate, cremate me, burn me. I don't want to be in the ground. Spread my asses over Chesapeake Bay. I said, why the Chesapeake Bay? He said, do you know a better fishing spot? And that was the conversation. And that is still messing with me. Yeah, to this day. day. Right, because like you're preparing for it. And it's like, despite whatever relationship we may have had prior, where we are right now, it's better than nothing, right? So for you to talk about that, I don't want to talk about that. And it's yeah. depressing as shit. Like, <laughs> and, and the, yeah, it is. There's, it's weird. I've, I've always been weird about life. And then there, for me, there's a level of comfort with it in the same way there's a level of sadness with it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I almost lost both parents back to back. Like, I always told you guys, like, I'm about to be a whole superhero. Like, this is how it always begins. You lose mm-hmm. a parent or both parents, and then that's your origin story. So, I almost lost each of them back to back this year, mother having cancer, and that could have killed her. Um, so, woo for, you know, 2020 and 2021, both almost taken my parents, where what my superpower would be. But in hindsight, of it all, you know, it's still the preparation of it. So, like, the sadness of it on the father's side is like he won't meet like Heather like as a future like wife he won't see kids I have he won't see me potentially walk for a master's if I had to go back like he won't see my growth and progress mm-hmm. and like you know for you because I know you have a daughter like it, it hits harder because yeah. you're just like not That's... being able to see that in your generation that you have like I, I can't just like moments where like I call my mom and after I call my mom, I usually call my dad and it's just like instinctive. Right. And mm-hmm. then like, I start dialing the number and then I'm like, Oh, like he, he's not here anymore. Like those are the moments that like people don't like really think about for like the day-to-day interactions. So like, it, it's sad for that. But on the other side, like it also can bring about happiness and drive of like, yo, I got things I need to do. There are things Mm. I can set up and plan. There are ways I can influence people right now so that they may not have to go through this. Like there are ways I can plan. There are ways I can act. There are ways I can teach. You know, so there's there's a duality with it. Yeah, definitely. Because like you said, with my father, he only met Avani once and she was two. Um, Mm. She's 11 now. And it's like he, with him, because it's like every time I talk to him, it's like that that whole deaf conversation is like hanging over the conversation. Like he's gonna say something or he's gonna bring it up. Um, mm-hmm. I had a recently discussion with my brother as far as our mom, and he was like, "Hey, like she's getting older. We need to figure out what we need to do with the house when when she's gone." And it's like, "Oh, I don't want to deal with this right now." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 
it's not something I want to deal with. I'm gonna have to. It's gonna it's gonna happen. It's like taxes. It's gonna happen. Um, but it's just the thought of it is just wearing me down. So and so when I think of that things like that, and I think of like the whole reason behind the YouTube, the podcast, the music. If I can't provide something financially for my daughter, at least she can have something to help motivate to create, you know what I'm saying? Motivate her to create things. That's why I was telling Axe about way in the beginning of all this. Um, so, I mean, seek therapy. Seek therapy, 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 therapy. Can't stress yes. that enough. I don't know. I, was, I'm, I am glad to see on social media, random people, at least on my news feed, mentioned going to therapy. So it is becoming more of a thing. It's not so much of a stigma anymore. Can't we can't even hear you? <laughs> <laughs> it's more talked about. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that it's becoming more. It's not so much of a of a negative negative stigma as much as it used to be. I'm glad that James is seeking help. I'm glad Heather is seeking help. Me and Kenny, we need to do better, dog. We need to we need to go to therapy. Oh no, um, <laughs> no. I've actually talked to a therapist, and he was oh, like, "I'm me, fine." Well, yeah, Alex, I'm fine. me and Alex, we need to go. We need to do better. We need to go to therapy. We need to talk. He to goes to therapy together. He goes to therapy. Oh, damn, I'm by myself. Damn. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and actually, I was I was gonna take uh uh Jesse uh to therapy, but me taking her out of Kuwait just. So she's just now way better than what she was before because she was depressed. But me taking her out of there, she's like happier now, smiling all the time now. She's just always happy. So, yeah, it's yeah certain certain areas can just yeah certain areas can can do it too. But you know, we had the funny thing is we had a reverse effect. Me going there took it away. Me taking her out <laughs> took it away. <laughs> yeah, it certain worked. places and certain people. Yeah. Monitor mm -hmm. your friend groups. Yeah. Keep a close monitor on it. It's not worth yeah. them draining you, taking away yeah. your sanity, depending on what they're going through. Like it's just not worth it. I'm really like, damn, I'm a double minority. I haven't gone to therapy and I'm black. I need to do better. <laughs> no, a triple minority would be you're black, not going to therapy, and not taking meds to keep yourself regulated. And, and I'm left-handed, so that's four. <laughs> I, I just need to. Face <laughs> just like. <laughs> He's like, I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> but, um, on a true, on a note of beyond Mr. Dante's uh, words. Yeah, he just like. I'm, 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 I'm below me. You below me. So, like, so right um, there to me. <laughs> but um anyway um yeah seek therapy um you know get talk get get new friends if they're friends all right i had a conversation my aunt is a therapist she is a, a therapist now a fee she's a therapist so um <laughs> she was asking me like Hey, you know, I know these people and you know they're they're pretty cool people. And I straight up just told her, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure those people are really nice people, but I don't have the time or the mental strain to make new friends. I just don't. I, I literally don't. 
And she was just like, why is that? I was like, because you have to, yeah, first you have to talk to the person. Then you have to see what the hell is wrong with the person. Then you have to weed through all the crap that they probably going through. No, it's just too much. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to stick with my, my group of friends and call it a day. And after I told her that, she was like, I can completely understand your point. I was like, exactly. So no, you don't need to introduce me to none of these people. Nikki, Nikki tried to do the same thing. She was like, there's a group of blurred people that I was like, I'm good. Thanks. No, all, all, we <laughs> all we need is us. What did Drake say? No new no friends. No new friends. <laughs> I feel I find it just on the friend topic. I find it weird to purposely go out to find friends. It's just weird to me. Like yeah, I well, that gotta happen naturally. Like to yeah, yeah, like I mean her line yeah. of work. No, I ain't yeah. talking about I ain't talking about her. I'm talking about just people that are like, uh, I need to find some friends and then like just go out with that's, them on that's because they have a shitty group of friends in the start. Yeah. Because yeah, they never cultivated uh, a good friend group. Yeah. Or or they like Pokemon. I gotta catch them all. Oh my gosh, the people who just <laughs> like the attention. Yeah. Also, also yeah. I but well, another thing I've realized also, since we're on the friends things, I want friends thing. Some people find certain um states boring. Like some people find Virginia boring, some Definitely. people find this place boring, stuff like that. But honestly. It's who you hang out that makes the place entertaining or not. Mm. If you hang out, if your friends are boring, that <laughs> that state is getting, man, state's boring. Are you sure? Or is this your friends? <laughs> yeah, I've come across into that. Um, more of a final note for me, the biggest thing, honestly, is just the way people protect their finances. Twice as hard, you need to protect your mental health. Your mental health matters. And in a sense, think of it like a battery. And each day, maybe you'll start with 100%. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you start the day at 60%. But every activity that you do, each interaction that you take, each step you move takes a little bit of that battery each day. And you need to be very careful as to who you give charges to because it does not last indefinitely. And it is very finite. So give energy and give those battery charges to the appropriate people in your life. Because not everyone is deserving of your time. Mm-hmm. I wish I learned that years ago. Preach facts. Mm-hmm. One hundred. And yeah. another thing I will say, and this is more so geared towards um, Black people, we actually made a couple people mad when I said this, but um, um, I believe that us as you know, a, a group or community whatever you want to call it we can't sit here and say we need to address you know generational trauma we have to unpack this and unlearn toxic behaviors and things like that but in the same breath say that mental health is a myth among black people and so i wonder well that's probably a whole nother day in my life i've heard that those people Hmm. (laughs) i've heard that before i wonder saying like all the time they'll be like you know we got to break generational curses. We got to address generational trauma and all this other stuff. But then when you ask them about like mental health in general, they're like, oh, that's a white people thing. We don't do that. I used to hear that when I was younger. Like, I still early, hear it. In the early, and that's, that's so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I used to hear that when I was younger. I guess it's just the people, the group of people I'd be around now. Well, I don't really be around anybody. <laughs> really so <laughs> you and your mic and us and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are my only friends but um yeah that's a lot of friends though 
But no, I have. I, I mean, there are people who uh, I talk to, and they're they're not like that. They're not like mental illness is a myth because they have they're going through something, so they are fully aware of depression, et cetera, et cetera. Um, like I was saying earlier, I'm glad that um, it seems as if society or the black community is becoming more aware of therapy, and they are pushing each other to seek yeah. therapy. I know like three, at least three people outside of this podcast right here who is uh, who openly talks about therapy. And it's just refreshing to see. I hit like, I keep scrolling. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is that? That's Donna's just choice. Oh. I'm just trying to squat a fly in the back. Yeah, I, I, I love that shit. <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah so thank you heather for becoming a guest once again and being open yeah. so more so james i appreciate you being open i'm pretty sure it was tough uh the, the, the journey through 2020 has been tough on you i'm pretty sure oh, uh oh, oh, oh i say i say one thing i think is important though um one thing with mental health or depression in general uh don't ignore it like if you even if you feel a little bit, don't ignore it because bottling it up is only going to come out, and it might come explosive. out. Explosive. You know, <laughs> be explosive. You know, fuck it, I'm going out. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, going it, out like, me, man. It, it's like it's 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 like that. It's instant, and it it doesn't tell you when it's going to happen. It's unsuspecting, and it's better to deal with the little emotions that you do have before you let them build up. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, agree. I strongly believe what you're saying, James. Like, I think that contributed me bottling stuff up, me keeping to stuff to myself, what contributed to the uh, the issue I had. Um, yeah, you need in the workplace. So, well, I don't regret it. If I had to do I know, it, I know you again. don't. You probably will do it again. Exactly. Thank you, for knowing me. Thank you for knowing me. But, <laughs> you probably like, you know what? We want to take over again. <laughs> hey, yo, oh bro. <laughs> but. But, but I should have dealt with it better prior to that explosive encounter. Um, no, sometimes. Nope. Okay, so this this podcast again lengthy. So <laughs> I had I had I had an encounter yesterday with my aunt. We were we were playing spades, and she is really serious oh. about spades. Oh. Really and, about spades game. And, and it. <laughs> no, nah, but she's, no. she's really serious about spades. I haven't played spades in about six, seven years. Playing we future still in the background. Won, we still won the game, but she was upset that I didn't put a card down. And she was like, and she threw the card. She was like, why didn't you put the card down? And I was just like, I just looked at her straight in the face. And I was just like, huh? And she was, we go. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, yo, I just want to play. I was like, look, I'm playing the game because grandma wants to play. So we'll play the game. And got hot and then all of a sudden like i was just like i don't have time for this and all of a sudden it's just the rage just came out like and i was just and i slowly put my hand on the table and i said we're gonna play this game and i don't have any time to deal with you or i'm gonna get really frustrated and and everybody just got quiet because i'm not the person to just get angry like that 
And that's what yeah, makes you know it so bad. It's always spades. But that that's how yeah, it works. So after that, the con like my my grandma my grandma bless her soul, bless her soul. She was telling she was she was like he can't talk to me like. And my grandma was like, you gotta understand, he has he has your father's genes in him. He's been to Kuwait. And, I, and my and my granddad <laughs> fought police officers with his hands. <laughs> that man was angry. But maybe rest in peace. <laughs> but he was well, angry. You wake up and choose violence every day. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but uh so yeah that, that's that's i was just like what i'm normally quiet exactly until something happens and when something <laughs> happens you. people people be like people be like oh snap it's time to clear the room <laughs> they look at it too like you got like 12 headers oh you open your mouth i don't understand it right. okay i need therapy I'm yeah, go. yeah but, I mean, people yeah. need to. I, the one thing I have to say is, I do need to see somebody for my PTSD. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, you are you you know that there's a there's a situation with yourself, and you're yeah you're yeah. If I hear loud explosions, I freak out. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how my how, I don't know how many explosions you're going here in Dallas, but I mean. <laughs> But me, I'm glad that you all. You I don't know. Fourth of July is coming up. So. I say that next July Fourth might be a nightmare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. So, like I was saying, um, thank you, Heather, Darren, okay. for being open, James, um, thank you for being. May I share one story before we head out? one time um so i'm bipolar surprise and so there was this one time where i was going through like a bad cycle i was going through a low and i remember it was me and alex who was in the kitchen and then i was like (laughs) (laughs) is this on the paper towel No, because I don't lie. So we're in the kitchen and I'm sitting down and I was just like, did you take your meds? I was like, no. He was like, why? I was like, because I don't want to. And then he looked at me and was like, nope. And he took the meds and he shoved them in my mouth. And then he took the apple juice and shoved it in my mouth. <laughs> That sounds cold, boy. He looked at me and was like, "You better not do that again." That sounds so horrible. But I can see. There's a bad play like this, Dante. All right, listen. Being born a human in America, we all have choices. She had the choice to take her meds or to not take her meds. She chose not to take her meds. So I chose to make her take her meds with assistance. That's all. She got an extra hand. So she kept taking her meds after that day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then she took them. And I just stared at her the whole time like, I wish you would try and spit. I wish you would try and spit. 
but we're gonna end this podcast on a good note. Hey, remember, check on your mental health. Uh, go see a therapist. Have a good circle of friends. A circle of friends is really important. It's really important. <laughs> um, and for all the women out there, good luck finding a good circle of friends. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> My last bit to say is don't be scared to tell people no and stop giving people long excuses as to why you can't do it. Just tell them no. You come to the party? No. Yeah. That's it. Done. Don't, no, my mom has to blah, blah. No, no, no. Just say no. That's frowned upon. That, that's too blunt for and... people. People can't handle that. No. Yeah. <laughs> and always. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give it to him in the letter. Oh, this is no. Man, I don't like that answer you got me. All right, cool. Hand him the paper. All it says is no on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. No and period. Yes. Learn that skill very early in your life. Especially even with friends, you gotta tell people no. Yeah, you told you told me no several times. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you all the time. I, I know, I know, I know what he'll say no to, so I don't ask him. <laughs> also, um, if you are seeing help and taking meds, just know you're not weak. Weakness is ignoring the fact that you need help and that you have something going on. It takes a level of strength to actually be like, hey, I need help. And even if you're taking meds, you're not a weakling. Don't sit here. Don't let nobody tell you that, oh, you're weak because you're going to therapy and taking meds. No, the person telling you that is probably weak because they have something going on that they refuse to address. So quite honestly, if you're out here, you're getting yourself together, going to therapy, taking meds, Mm -hmm. exercising, eating right, whatever Mm -hmm. it is you need to do to keep yourself mentally sane, you're stronger than the person who's completely ignoring it, ignoring it. And it literally took me about a year's worth of Alex uh, going to therapy to realize and also cheesy. Alex Hold on, let him that cheese. I was in fact weak. Dang, she she rolled a D20 on wisdom today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna end this. We're done now. You're done now. You're done now. <laughs> <laughs>